0: Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm Eric Sperling, your host. Before we start, a note for our listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by NYU Wagner. Are you ready to make an impact? At NYU Wagner, you'll learn to tackle today's most complex healthcare challenges. Take action with our online Master of Health Administration. Learn more at onlinemha.wagner.nyu.edu. All right, our guest today is Michael Slabowski. Mike is President and Chief Executive Officer of Trinity Health providing executive leadership to the 25-state, 90-hospital Catholic health system. He serves on the Trinity Health Board of Directors and has full accountability for the overall achievement, advancement, and success of the system. Immediately prior to this role, Mike served as the system's president and chief operating officer, overseeing all system operations and focusing on ensuring that people, the process, IT systems, and resources were in place To achieve successful operations mike holds bachelor's and master's degrees in business administration from wayne state university in detroit he is a fellow at the american college of medical practice executives and of course at ache where he is also a former regent and distinguished service award winner mike welcome into the healthcare executive podcast
1: great to be with
0: you eric yeah i should say welcome back i know this is a a second go around for you sure all right. First off, uh, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We know you are so busy. You have a lot of demands on your time. Uh, one of the concerns that you're actively managing right now is what's known as the twin demic. And for those who haven't heard the term, and I, I did, I had to look it up. This is the flu season combined with an anticipated spike in COVID-19 cases. So can you briefly outline the scope of this issue
1: for us? Sure, Eric. Well, um, You know, I think the issue is we're moving into the fall flu season. And last year, we had a very light flu season because people were wearing masks, socially distant, and we still had a lot of the country closed down Um, and events were closed down by way of example. So this year, you know, with the opening up of the country combined with the uh, Delta variant surge... Um, The concern is that flu numbers will also be up. And given the fact that, you know, last week, 79% of the ICU beds in the country were full, um, the concern is that the flu combined with the Delta variant uh, could really quickly outstrip the capacity of healthcare institutions. So that's what's being discussed and contemplated right now.
0: Yeah, definitely sobering. And you know, you mentioned we were we were shut down last year and you turn on the TV Saturday or Sundays these days and you see packed football stadiums across the country. Um, So it, it of course, can be difficult to predict what areas will be heaviest hit. Uh, You have a very unique perspective with hospitals in these 25 states. Uh, What trends and indicators um, is Trinity Health watching closely to try and predict this increase in volume? Sure.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, um, you know, the biggest concern is the continued surge of the of the of COVID-19 and the Delta variant. So we very carefully are watching which parts of the country that we're in uh, where we have a high number of inpatients that are that are COVID positive and in the ICUs or in the regular medical beds and or being treated on an outpatient basis. Um, and uh, we're also paying attention to the vaccination rates in every area because that the correlation between low vaccination rates and uh, you know high degree of spread um, is pretty clear right now, as well as the uh, number of people that have serious illness. So those are the things that we track very carefully, and through our information systems, you know we're tracking both COVID patients as well as. Patients coming in with other infectious conditions like the flu um, and, and trying to do load balancing to the extent that we can.
0: All right. On that note, let's talk about mitigation. So how is Trinity Health managing risk factors, not just for, for, for patients, but for your workforce as well across the country?
1: Sure. Well, you know, getting vaccinated is our best defense against uh, the virus. And yet, as you know, only 53% of the country is fully vaccinated right now. Um, And, you know, one of the things we did early on was we were one of the first national health systems that declared the requirement for our employees, who we call colleagues, to be vaccinated. And we're on a time step right now for leaders uh, by, you know, the end of September and for the rest of our colleagues by mid to late October to be vaccinated. So that really is, you know, we have to show both leadership in that um, as a health system, but also create a safe environment for one another, our colleagues, as well as For the patients and communities we're serving. I mean, you know, it's ironic that even people who don't want to be vaccinated right now, they expect when they come to a health facility that they're going to be safe. And they expect that our folks are vaccinated and or wearing PPE to keep them safe. So I think, you know, the most important thing to manage the risk factors though is vaccination. And and now vaccination includes both for COVID as well as the flu vaccine which we promote and encourage every year.
0: Folks, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by NYU Wagner. Are you ready to make an impact at NYU Wagner? You'll learn to tackle today's most complex healthcare challenges. Take action with our online Master of Health Administration. Learn more at online mha.wagner.nyu.edu. Well, Mike, way back in April of 2020, uh, back at the very beginning of the pandemic, you did a webinar for ACHE. Uh, Listeners can watch that recording at ache.org backslash COVID, and that is under Leader Responses. And you talked about some of the strategic changes you were making uh, to help Trinity Health move more quickly in a future crisis and yet also to provide more efficient and effective patient care overall. So which of those strategies had the largest impact and what have you carried forward that will help you manage again, talking about it, the twin Demic in particular.
1: Boy, that's a big mouthful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric. Um, you know, I think what we learned last year was that by focusing on you know, a simple set of goals. And it was safety for our colleagues and for our communities that we were able to make very quick decisions. We assembled what we call emergence teams that dealt with both the immediacy of the pandemic but also to prepare us for the future. And those teams are still active today and they're focused on things like creating safe outpatient zones for patients around um, our ambulatory configuration around our facilities, around what we're doing uh, to support digital health. So, you know, many of us ramped up digital health very quickly last year. How do we make it um, an ongoing you know, part of the fabric of what we do and, and creating digital capabilities for our patients and for our communities that are, that are everlasting. So, you know, we're really, we have to continue in, we are now living in two worlds because we still have the pandemic, but we also have to move forward strategically. Um, we're expanding our medical groups. We're expanding our digital footprint, as I had mentioned earlier. We're doing um, you know, some work to grow our ministry, not only organically, but through partnerships or acquisitions of various services. We've developed new service sectors or service segments like um, you know, doing things like uh, high-end pharmacy services and urgent care by way of example. Uh, specialty pharmacy is a big growing area. Uh, in healthcare. So um, those are are essential strategies to take our ministry to the next level. But the other thing that I think is very real right now is, um, you know, the burnout of colleagues and shortages of staff. And, and frankly, that situation has gotten worse and worse for us and for all healthcare providers right now. And there is no short-term solution to the, to that issue. Um, So we have a number of strategies in place that I call uh, colleague health and well-being in which we are supporting our people uh, through everything from like colleague care groups, um, new models of care delivery so that we can use more of a team-based approach to care delivery, Um, obviously appropriately compensating and rewarding and uh, supporting them. Um, doing uh, virtual work. So for a lot of our administrative and support services, folks have been able to do either virtual or some hybrid work where they come in occasionally in a safe environment um and you know bringing in more digital tools. So all those things are really, really important.
0: yeah, I really like how you how you said that because we've talked about this so often on the podcast, especially that stress um, and the burnout. And you mentioned, you know, no, no short-term solutions, but long-term resiliency has been your plan. Can you expand on that just a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, resiliency is key for our, our people. And frankly, um, I think we and, and all healthcare providers are at a real crossroads right now. I mean, I think the social contract with us between our employees and us has been Damaged as a result of, of COVID, um, as a result of the relentless amount of time that people have had to put into this, um, the changing you know regulations and rules, um, the you know science evolving and the impact on us on everything from how we accommodate infection control, how we treat patients, um, you know how people can you know, uh, protect their loved ones, their own families, and yet be in an environment where, you know, they're dealing with very sick patients with these infectious diseases. So, um, you know, trying to build resilience right now through some of the support systems that I talked to you about earlier are are essential, Uh, but it's, it's pretty scary. I have to say it right now. I mean, the amount of people who have left the workforce or who are working in contingent rules right now um, is, you know, has escalated. And so I think you're hearing in some states right now, for example, that the limitations aren't beds, the limitations aren't, you know, having ventilators or drugs or PPE, the limitations are staff to care for patients. And um, there there is no short-term fix to this. It's gotta be a multi-factor approach. We're doing things like, you know, having respite rooms for our colleagues, flexible schedules, um, you know, having teams that we call colleague care that actually go out and meet with all of our, our colleagues and, you know, find out how they're doing, linking them up with um, our, you know, our colleague assistance programs that we've got um, really a lot of important things to support them.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that, Mike. And that that hits, uh, obviously, so close to home with many of our listeners there. One more question before we close. And we ask all our guests who are ACHE members and fellows this question. And we're even more fortunate to have you here today since you've been a regent and have been recognized for your service with the organization. Uh, How has your involvement with ACHE and your fellow credential helped advance your career? And what advice do you have for leaders who aspire to hold a senior executive role like yours?
1: Well, I think um, ACHE has been really essential and an important part of my my career. Um, Early in my career, uh, one of my bosses uh, encouraged me to get engaged in ACHE and to advance toward fellowship. And, um, you know, besides attending seminars and readings, even at that time, progressing through the process of writing papers, you know, being interviewed. But um, I think, you know, on top of all that, being a member of ACHE and and, uh, maintaining your fellowship requires that you can continue with your continuing education efforts. It requires that you continue community activities, um, and it provides the discipline for you to stay active with continuous learning. So I think it's been incredibly important for me. I've met a lot of great people as a result of ACHE contacts and people that I can bounce ideas off of. Um, And the programs are very valuable. I remember early in my career going to one of ACHE's sponsored negotiating sessions, and it really changed my life about how one uh, approaches win-win negotiation with others uh, and became part of my style in in leading uh, negotiations and challenging situations with others. So I think, you know, people need to get engaged and you need to have something behind you there that, you know, keeps the pressure on you about continuing education. Um, oh. it's, it's, you've got to have, you've got to create some discipline for yourself. Um, and I think ACHE does that for you. I just recertified again, you know, you have to recertify every three years and boy, I'm, figuring out how to, how I can make my connections, do my community work, and continue to uh, be engaged in professional development activities. Just fantastic insight there, Mike. And, and ACHE, obviously,
0: incredibly grateful uh, for your contributions as well. Again, our guest today was Mike Slabowski, President and CEO of Trinity Health. Mike, thank you so much for your time
1: today. Thank you. It was great to be with you.
0: And a final note that today's episode of Healthcare Executive Podcast was brought to you by NYU Wagner. Are you ready to make an impact? At NYU Wagner, you'll learn to tackle today's most complex healthcare challenges. Take action with our online Master of Health Administration. Learn more at onlinemha.wagner.nyu.edu. Thanks to all our listeners, and we'll talk to you again soon right here on the Healthcare Executive Podcast. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast, brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ACHE.org.